Okay, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. This is Glenn Rockney coming at you live, hat free, no hat today. Thanks for noticing. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you don't already. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, he doesn't know he's live. You wonder who pressed the button. It's me. Yeah, it's me. Matt Fallon can't make it today. He's getting ready for uh, his to watch his Giants. Um, they're playing the Dodgers. Any Dodgers fans in the chat want to talk some shit to Matt Fallon about his Giants? I will be happy to relay the message. Um, I hate the Giants. But yeah, what a day. What a day, Raider Nation. I was not expecting to talk about some of the stuff that I uh, was going to talk about. And uh, all right, where to start? Well, the Raiders are going to play the Bears this week, right? Let's start with that, okay, before I get into the other stuff. Um, the Raiders are banged up. Uh, they are very banged up. I think it's just, are we without Mullen and uh, Arnett. I believe they still have Hayward. Uh, Mullen and Arnett, I think Gruden was actually wondering, like, I'm not sure if we're going to be, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if we're going to be putting these guys on IR. There's different stages of IR. You have the three week IR, you have the eight week IR, and I believe you have the full season IR. Uh, they need to decide what they're going to do with those roster spots pretty soon. Um, nonetheless, thin in the secondary, thin in the secondary, uh, um, to say the least, but it's pretty good. The way the depth played last week, I thought, um, a lot better than, when the Raiders were down to their skeletons at corner, you know, really down to their bare bones at corner. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't know too much. Uh, you don't, you, you, you knew that that was going to end up resulting in some bullshit, man. When you were down to your DeMarcus Van Dykes, your Chris Johnson's, you know, guys like that. When, when you were, when you were down to just those few people, you're like, man, Raiders are going to get rolled. And they did get rolled um, in those games. The last game, at least, at least Amik Robertson showed he could cover a big wide receiver on the right, on the outside. Um, it's not so much that he covered well on the outside that shocked me. That's what he did in college. If you look at PFF grades in college, which uh, me and Matt Holder seem to be the only people who give a shit about those. And, you know, I have my problems, especially with coverage grade. Uh, when you look at the way, I mean, when you see people do tape breakdowns and you're like, well, what tape is PFF watching? But and they kind of rely on targets. I think their your grade really gets skewed to your targets. Not so much if you covered well on the play and the quarterback had to look elsewhere. I don't know if that factors in as much. I think it should. Nonetheless, I still like to use them as a bit of a reference because I'm not a big film guy. I'm not a big scheme guy. But Amik Robertson was one of the highest graded. I think he had the highest coverage grade out of any DB in college the year he was drafted. So there was there's obviously something there on the outside. Um, he was playing against guys like Colin Johnson, who's like six six. Uh, he's with Jacksonville now, but he was with Texas. Um, when, when Amik Robertson was in college and you saw him running with Mike Williams, not giving up any, any, he was giving up about a foot difference in height. It seemed like, but you know, uh, he's wasn't getting pushed, pushed around, wasn't getting bullied, was making tackles. Um, it's a lot different because he was moved to the slot and yeah, of course, that's what you try to do with a small corner, five foot. What is he? Five, eight, something like that. You put a 5'8 guy, you want to put him in the slot, but also that 5'8 guy is going to have to play a little bit of linebacker at times, essentially, in the run game. That's what slot DBs do. Your slot DB isn't necessarily your smallest DB, right? It's your guy, it's your probably your most willing to tackle DB. And I know Amig Robertson's willing to tackle wide receivers on the outside, but you know, him tackling running backs with tree trunk thighs, not something I want to see all the time. So I'd like to keep him outside. I think he's going to get a good look at it with Arnett out. 
I mean, why not, right? Because that game could have got way out of hand a lot earlier with some of those injuries. And uh, Meek Robertson, Nate Hobbs, guys like that really stepped up. So that's something you're, you're glad to see. Just looking at the injury report here, uh, Peyton Barber, I, I would I would imagine Peyton Barber doesn't play this game. Um, if he's talking about a possible turf toe situation um, and he's questionable right now, he's limited today in practice. So, yeah, it's not nothing. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I would assume I would just prepare to be without uh, Peyton Barber, um, which is a shame because I, I do like some things he did. I'm not sure why he got hurt on that kickoff. What the hell is he doing returning kickoffs? I, the, some of these, they have Henry Ruggs and him returning kickoffs, and those are two guys I'd really not like to lose this year, especially on a kickoff. And I, I don't think either of them are world beaters at uh, in, in, in kickoff or special teams. That's not why we have them here. So, you know, Nonetheless, they're going to be probably without Peyton Barber. Um, I would just lean that way. Trayvon Mullins out. Damon Arnett's out. Derek Carrier's out. Um, you got guys like Jonathan Abram. It looks like he just has kind of limited practices during the week just because of the way he plays. Um, you know, he he he's full practice today. And actually, they're not quite as uh, – see, I don't see anything on uh, Jermaine Illuminor. That's, that's what I don't see. I thought he got hurt in the game. I'm not sure – what happened there, but I guess he's not going to be, uh, that's not going to be an issue with him. Um, Casey Hayward, they haven't ruled, which he didn't practice again today. Um, I don't know if that was a personal reason or, or something like that. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, the Raiders came out of that game a little less banged up than even I thought. And um, I don't use injuries as excuses. Um, I really don't think we should. Um, the only injury I would use as an excuse would be like Derek Carr or Darren Waller. Uh, maybe Henry Ruggs too, arguably, just given the impact that he has on this receiving core um, and just what he can do and the attention that he draws from defense, especially lately, because it seems like once or twice a game, he's getting free downfield. And the, now that's resulting in targets. We understand some of those didn't hit against the Chargers, but more often than not, they've been hit. And I like that or resulted in a PI, something that gets you mass chunks of yards. So with those three guys, those are the three guys that can't go down. Everybody else, it's like I they're still that still aren't season records. Casey Hayward, I would argue, is very important to this team too. But even then, if he could stay afloat while, while Mullen and Arnett are out, you know, I know Casey Hayward's older, he gets banged up almost every game. But if he can just stay around for those these next three or four games, I think this defense can at least be respectable against any opponent. Because they didn't get gashed, they got gashed on the ground. But I think they were willing to give that up, it seemed like. That just seems like something with a Gus Bradley defense. I know they want to stop the run. Every defensive coordinator says they want to stop the run. But I do think he wants a penetration first off defensive line rather than necessarily a gap-disciplined defensive line. You know, I think that I think he'd rather see that, which, to be honest, I would too. In this division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, um, you know, the Broncos, I guess, are okay. But, yeah, when you, when you play in the AFC – Everybody likes to air it out in the AFC. You only have like really the Browns that are just a super run heavy team. That's any good. So Raiders are trying to win the AFC, get that pass rush and coverage units down. And um, one person they really miss, I thought, I think on defense is, is Nicholas Morrow. Um, I cannot wait to have them back. I talked about this a little bit last time, but I'm not sure what's happening. It doesn't sound like he's been cleared to practice. I would say it's a second half of the season thing, if at all. Um, you don't know if this is just going to linger all the time, but 
they need him out there because I think he can do everything Denzel Perryman can do. Maybe a little, not quite as good against the run as Perryman is, but I would sacrifice it. And uh, I think he just, just in coverage, Nick Morrow is one of the better linebackers in the league. I mean, it's just their statistics, grades, and film to back that up. And uh, I kind of forgot about him. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like I kind of kind of forgot about them. Yeah, people say the Titans. Yeah, AFC, AFC, just in general, passing is a passing division. Now, against the Titans, I'd want to – oh, he's saying Titans for the runs. Yeah, right, Titans are a run-heavy team. I agree. Agree 1,000%. So, yeah, you'd have the Titans and the Browns would be the two run-heavy teams. Everybody else is airing it out. Buffalo, KC, you know, th- those teams, are they're, they're airing it out. You want to you stop those teams. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Raiders, I don't use the injuries as an excuse because they're not. Everybody's banged up. The Raiders got some wins against banged up banged up teams, and I hated when they used that as an excuse because you got to go in there. For the most part, other than Miami, which you'd argue that Brissett and Tua are about as even as a backup is with the starter of anyone in the league, I would argue that. Maybe Heineke and Fitzpatrick. About the, maybe, like the, Those would be the two teams I would say have the least – the smallest gap between the starter and the backup. So, but everybody else had a healthy quarterback. Steelers just have a bad one right now. Um, but you know, we played a healthy Lamar Jackson. So that was, uh, that's not nothing, but uh, against the bears coming up, you're going to have Justin Fields. And I know everybody's kind of licking their chops at that, but I don't think he's that bad. I truly don't. I don't think he's that bad. At least, even right now. I don't think he's that bad. I actually like Justin Fields a lot as a pro. But uh, sorry, I'm drinking a beer. Whew, that thing is not going down like beer burps like crazy. I remember my first beer, right? Well, Justin Fields, I think if they can get him on the run, the Raiders get killed by scrambles. They do. They just, it's just been a thing so far this year. They've been getting killed on scrambles. They shoot their gaps. And the linebackers don't want to come up because they, they shouldn't come up to make that play on a running quarterback. So you just don't want to give it, give up that pass right over your head. And it just in that cover three, that just seems to be the issue. Um, they don't quite have the speed that like the Seattle Seahawks running that cover three did to make up for it, chase the quarterback down. Um, they're going to want to, I don't know if you're going to want to spy Justin Fields. I don't know if we're quite there yet. I, I do want to keep as many guys in coverage as possible, especially with the David Montgomery injury. I'm not as worried about them gashing you on the ground, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that this is the matchup, but it's not an easy win. It should be, but it's not, right? It's one of those games. It should be an easy win, but it isn't. The Bears still have, I I would say, three game records on defense. You have Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, and, of course, our old friend Khalil Mack. You have those three guys. They have three guys at every – or, you know, one guy at each level, I should say, that could fuck up your game. They can, and we need to not let them. Joey Bosa – I mean, thank God John Simpson recovered that fumble because Joey Bosa had the strip sack. And, um, you know, Khalil Mack, you know, he's not having quite the season that I mean, he has four sacks, which is not bad at all. He's not having quite the season that he was uh, winning the win rate that he was having the last couple of years. But he's, he's still a menace. And as I'm going to get to in a second, the Raiders, you know, right tackle position is not great. And he rushes off the right side. And why would he why would you rush him against Colton Miller when Colton Miller is the only good pass blocker on this team right now? Um, I wouldn't I, w- I would get I would get Mack on. um whoever's starting at right tackle, right? I, I, you know, we don't, we don't know who that is yet. And I have some strong opinions on that, but keep Justin Fields in the pocket. 
Um, make him hold that ball for a long time. You got to cover. If you cover, the sacks will be there because Justin Fields holds the ball longer than any quarterback in the league. Um, even Tom Brady in an Arians offense, Tom Brady shortened his time to throw. Um, Justin Fields hasn't quite figured that out yet. He looks pretty good against the Lions, but uh, the Lions have a Raiders level uh, 2020 Raiders level defense. So I, I would say maybe even worse. It's it's really bad. So um, if if the Raiders can continue to get pressure, they pressured uh, Justin Herbert on 34% of his dropbacks uh, last time. If the Raiders can continue to get that kind of pressure that they got on Herbert, I, I think with the Bears, another weak offensive line, definitely not anybody that's going to, you know, like Rayshon Slater did a really nice job last game, and the Bears don't have anybody like that uh, that can that can really handle the Raiders' pass rush, especially on the outside. Um, Darius Phylon, if he can keep winning early, that's that is a huge win um, because I don't think the edge guys are going to let Justin Fields get outside. Um, might be a Cleveland Furl game. I'm not saying Cleveland Furl is a uh, guy I ever really want to see on the field, but there could be times if, if if early Justin Fields is breaking the pocket and getting away. You can have a guy who is on, you know, at least on paper can play the run a little bit. Uh, you might want to do that. But we'll see. Um, Carl Nassib's also been really good this year, I thought. I thought I thought Carl Nassib did a did a really nice job last game, had a couple of really good reps in the run game. Um, don't don't wouldn't hate to see him uh more of him, uh um, especially to not burn out Max Crosby if that's even possible. Uh I think that uh, I think Carl Nassib, uh, you're going to want to show your depth at pass rush this game. The Bears sacked him, what, like eight times? We don't have anybody like Miles Garrett. I, th- I still think this defense is just literally one. I don't even think it's Khalil Mack at this point. You need just that one playmaker. It used to be Khalil Mack was the guy they needed on this defense. And, you know, hey, I'd, I'd still take him, but I think the edges, edges are set for uh, the most part. But they just need that game record defensive tackle, that game record safety lockdown court just somebody that that puts the ball in the defense's hands takes it away from the team and the Raiders just don't have that but I think they've done a good job becoming average at every level which I like which I like average to good but yeah make Justin Fields uncomfortable and uh don't start slow on offense as somebody uh Siddharth was mentioning in the uh in the chat here don't start slow I say don't even don't establish the run later in the game I've come to it's come to a point where John Gruden I know like the Raiders were throwing the ball 45 times a game uh, the first couple of games, and it was working. They had a really good uh, they had a really good game plan those first couple of games. They said, you know what, we're going to run the ball here and there, but for the most part, I've been saying it like a broken record on here, your short pass game can be your run game if you don't have a run game, right? And a lot of times it's even better. A lot of teams do that on first down. Just pass, dump it off to Renfro, four or five yards. Sometimes even more than that. Sometimes you get a first down on first down when you pass, especially against a loaded box or something like that. Now we're seeing a thing, unfortunately, where the other teams don't even have to load the box because Andre James doesn't know who to block. Um, I was listening to my friend Marcus Johnson talk about that, where um, when your center doesn't know who to block, your center is in charge of telling people who to block, how to block, where to block, who's rushing. But he doesn't himself even know who to block. It's not even like he's good and he's not a good teacher or not a good explainer to the offensive line. He doesn't know who to block. And that's why we need Nick Martin out there. We need Nick Martin out here. The Raiders are doing 
they're, they don't want to start slow. I get it. The slow start ultimately killed them. If that was anything other than 21 nothing at the half, I think the Raiders have a good chance of coming back and winning that game. But 21 is just a lot. You need way too much stuff to go right when you're down 21 nothing. It, it's the facts. You, can't, you cannot do that against good teams. Now, I wouldn't consider the Bears a good team. Um, but if you're down 21 nothing to the Bears, we got some serious issues. Right? And the Raiders have not had a fast start in a long time. I want to score on the first drive. Even if it's only three, I want to score on the first drive. Have Get a couple first downs. I'm used to seeing that with this Raiders starting hot and then wondering in the third, you know, quarters, is, is, is this team going to crumble? And a lot of times it did. And, you know, it's, it's definitely better to look better in the second half, but it cannot be non Your offense cannot be non-existent for the first five possessions of the game. The guys are too good in this league. And it's not fair to the rest of your team. And I, everybody has, I have my critiques of Carr, him, you know, passing up running opportunities and uh, having issues with uh, um, seeing ghosts a little bit, you know, and going down fat. I, I have issues with that. I don't think he played all that well. I think he had a bad car game last game, but we need to be prepared for your quarterback to not have the best game, 17 games out of the year. Need to be prepared for that. Other guys got to step up and the run game's not there. It's not there till later in the game when the defense has to fear your short passing game. Then your short passing game can can set up two things. The short passing game sets up the run game and the deep ball. The double moves, all that stuff. When the defense has to cheat up, when they know you can gain five, six yards at any moment on them. Get yourself out of third and long because you don't have the offensive line to protect in an, on, a, on a third and long, right? These two... One-yard run play, two-yard run plays, third and seven, sack. I, I hate those drives. It's predictable. I can predict them after a couple beers. I can just be on my couch predicting a play. What do you think the opposing coach can do? And a lot of it's personnel, too. A lot of it's personnel. Andre James should not be playing. Nick Martin should be the center of this team. And it says a lot when you're trying to – this is not a defense of Alex Leatherwood – but it's just a reality of this team and, and the issues I have in the selections that they make and the way they build this team sometimes, um, a lot of times I should say, is Alex Leatherwood is a right tackle. You drafted him to play right tackle. He's already switching from left tackle to right tackle. We see what happens with Panay Sewell um, with Detroit, highly touted Oregon tackle. In preseason was playing right tackle, looked awful. Taylor Decker gets hurt at left tackle. Panay Sewell moves back to left tackle and it looks like, hey, he looks great. I'm not saying move Alex Leatherwood to the left tackle. That's not what I'm saying. But you've already you're already asking him to learn a new position. You're already asking him to uh, to say, "Hey, I'm uh, I got to pick up. I got to learn how to move my feet differently." Because if you notice, whenever the rusher gets to the point of attack with Alex Leatherwood, Alex Leatherwood's feet stop moving. That is a technique issue. It's teachable, but that's what he needs to be working on from right tackle right now because that's what this team's going to need him to do. He's got to stay at right tackle. Look, this is what this team signed up for. You signed up to draft a reach pick. I'm sorry, it's fair to say it's a consensus reach pick. If you ask anybody on the, a lot of teams didn't have him as a first rounder. You cannot tell me otherwise. You reach for him. You say, hey, this is my right tackle. I want to be able to run the ball to the right side. And I want to, and I, we think we can develop him as a, as a pass blocker. Well, this is him developing. I'm sorry. Developing is not. Developing sounds great on paper until you watch somebody develop or learn how to play. It's it's not fun sometimes, and I knew that was going to happen. 
which is kind of why I was kind of worried about, like, do we want to get rid of Trent Brown? Look, I understand Trent Brown hasn't even played for the Patriots. I understand. I'm just saying. It makes more sense to keep the veteran sometimes. And I don't, I don't hate that they drafted Alex Leatherwood. I'm completely over the pick. But I don't want to just give – people are talking about Robert Gallery, bringing up Robert Gallery. Robert Gallery switched to, to guard four years into his career after it was clear he was not a tackle in the NFL. It was clear that he was a mega bust in the NFL. All right? Like, uh, what was that draft? Larry Fitzgerald was the one, I think, like, was a huge the, – the miss in that draft, I remember. Like, where it was like, fuck, we could have Larry Fitzgerald, something like that. Robert Gallery moved in. Yeah, he ended up being a solid guard for a couple more years in the NFL um, after moving. This is game five of Alex Leatherwood's career. Again, you signed up to have this guy learn on the fly. And if you're like, oh, man, we're missing incognito, man. We thought we were going to have that stalwart incognito on the line. Denzel, good. I'm sorry, man. We're not betting on a guy coming off an Achilles, a 40-year-old guard coming off an Achilles to play guard for you. You cannot bet on that. That Incognito being healthy is like a bonus to your team. It shouldn't be the thing that crumbles your offensive line. I don't even think it is the thing. I think the thing that crumbles the offensive line is the guy you put at center that can't even snap the ball properly and can't even block the wrong, wrong guy or can't even block the right guy, I should say. He's always on the floor. Watch the tape. He's on the floor. He's going to blow out somebody else's Achilles by rolling up on it. Like, does somebody shooting a tranquilizer dart into Andre James' neck as soon as the snap hits? Like, from a safari cart? Like, what is going on, man? Like, like Wild Thornberry's guy just right in the neck. Like, what is going on? Why is he on the floor all the time? It's really tough to do your job in the NFL from laying down on the ground. In fact, a lot of positions, the whole goal was to not go on the ground. But this is another pride move from John Gruden. Another pride move where he's just like, no, 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 this is my guy. So they're allowing Andre James to learn on the fly, but not the guy they picked 17th overall. They're allowing the UDFA camp guy that Tom Cable loves. That guy's allowed to make mistakes at center, and it's totally fine. It's like, hey, oh, yeah, you know, he's learning. But number 17 overall, guy that we're asking to switch from left to right, which is a lot tougher than people think, he can't do it. Nope, sorry, move into guard. We're putting Brandon Parker out there. Here's the thing about fans with Brandon Parker. This they they got me a little crazy because I, I said Alex Leatherwood had never played guard, and okay, I understand I'm wrong about that. He played, so I looked it up. I said, okay, let me find where Alex Leatherwood played guard. Let's see how he did. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. He played guard his sophomore year. We drafted him after a senior season. Sophomore year, allowed 21 pressures in the, in a year. That's not good. That doesn't mean you're a good guard. So he's not, he's given up, like, he gave up a lot of pressures as a guard. They moved him back to tackle. And it, it would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, I'm not mad that they have Leatherwood, but he's not a guard. He's not a guard. And you know what people, what's pissing me off that people say is that, oh, anybody's better than, uh, when the, when the Raiders drafted Leatherwood and a lot of us were concerned, we're like, dude, I don't know if that's the guy, man, especially when you need him to start year one. Like, I don't know if that's the guy. A lot of people were like, well, dude, we had Sam Young and Brandon Parker last year on the offensive line. And uh, anyone's better than them. Turns out that's not true, right? Alex Leatherwood is the worst graded guard per PFF in the league. Or I'm sorry, uh, right tackle in the league. It's, it just it is what it is. I don't think he's the worst one in the league. I think he's just learning right now. I think he will eventually be a solid starting right tackle in the league. This you have to let these guys develop. Guess who's the worst graded center in the league for PFF? 
Andre James. One guy's allowed to develop and make mistakes. The other guy's not. So they kick him into guard. And guess who they're putting back at right tackle? Brandon Parker, the guy who said when Alex Other was drafted, anybody's better than Brandon Parker. So now you're saying Brandon Parker's better, which he's not. I'm sorry, he's not. I, I don't think he is at all. People always oh, played well against the Steelers right after TJ Watt got hurt. So Alex Leatherwood goes up against TJ Watt, gets his ass kicked. Sure. And then, then Alex Leatherwood has the oblique injury. Halftime comes in. Brandon Parker plays the second half. Oh, man. Yeah. The backup played against the backup. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it's wishful thinking. I get it. As fans, we're, we cope is what we do. Just don't make excuses for it. This team botched the O-line situation. They're trying to correct it in-house. I don't know if the solutions are there in-house. But I'd like to just see Illuminor. Believe in the chat. Is anybody Illuminor? Am I missing it? Did he go on IR? I, I didn't see if he did. Like, is, he's healthy, right? Illuminor at guard. John Simpson at guard. Nick Martin at center. Colton Miller at left tackle, Leatherwood at right tackle, and we rock with that. Nick Martin knows the right guy to block. He might not block the guy. That's the thing. He might not even block the guy. I'm not even confident in that. But I cannot have the center looking around like he just got dropped off by a spaceship and is on a planet he's never been on before. Like, what? Uh, oh, my gosh, Houston, we have a problem. I don't know who the linebacker is. I don't know who I'm so – what am I doing? What is a linebacker? What is it, the football game? I have never heard of this. This is how Andre James plays. And then he just goes on the ground because – that's where people from his planet do. They just fall on the ground the minute the ball snapped. If and then snap the ball over the quarterback's head. Okay, offensive line situation is a joke, man. I'm tired of the way they're handling it. Handling it. I don't. If Alex Otherwood has a bad game at guard, what do you do to his confidence then? When you when he finds out he can't play any position in the NFL. Yeah, no, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Um, okay, got that out of my system, right? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Not mad. So um, I do expect the Raiders to win this game. Win this game. Hell, beat their ass. Blow them out. Treat it like the De- – it should be like the Denver game last year. At – in Vegas. It, sh- it should be like the Denver game. Should kick their ass. Turn the ball over. Sacks. Fumbles. It's there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You can't use injuries in this game as an excuse. You don't need your secondary healthy to stop this passing game. You don't. You just need to play well. And, I, and I'm not even putting a lot on the defense. I thought they played reasonably good football last game against a tough opponent. Um, the offense needs to come out banging. Test these corners. Make it. Make the Bears tackle. You're facing the same defensive scheme, but I don't think you're. I think Brandon Staley might be better than Vic Fangio at this time um, in their careers. Although, you know, he, you know, we all know Vic Fangio taught Brandon Staley everything he knows, but I think Brandon Staley is a damn good coach. And unfortunately he's the chargers coach. And I think he's going to be for the for a while. Um, the bears are not a well-run franchise. Okay. You're, you're facing a, you're, you're a franchise that the Raiders are, are not a very well-run franchise, but I think they're in better shape than the bears right now. Um, I think Justin Fields is a good prospect. I don't think he's very good right now. No excuse in this game. Blow them off the ball. Step up. Guys got to make plays. Brian Edwards, where are you at? Let me see you. Make some plays. 
Darren Waller, go off. Let's go. Foster Moreau, let's make some plays. You know, they, Henry Ruggs, they're going to have Jalen Johnson on Henry Ruggs. Beat him. Torch him. Torch him. And, yeah, like I'm seeing in the chats, the Darth saying uh, Jacobs hasn't looked very good. And I just don't think he's very healthy, and I don't think the offensive line's good. Now, what, one thing I've had an issue with with this team is uh, there's a, a saying in the uh, football community is, is when you want to be able to run the ball, when you want to fix your running game, the dumbest thing you can do when you want to fix your running game is spend money or draft um, high cap or use high draft picks on a running back. You fix the O-line. You fix your scheme. Right? Offensive line, make the running game go. But what, what did the Raiders do? They paid Kenyon Drake. And they drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round. And now they're averaging 2.9 yards a carry on the season. And Peyton Barber's looked the best. So, you know, again, it's all about team building. That's where I come from. And I'm going to here. I'm going to get to the Gruden stuff in just a second. I just want to finish up this Bears thing. The, uh, I'm definitely going to get to the uh, uh, Gruden stuff. And, uh, you know, I expect Jacobs to look better than he has. I think he's just not healthy. I don't think the cutting was there. Yeah, you could tell early that he'd be one-on-one with a guy. And he just didn't have that ankle, that right ankle. Just could, He couldn't cut on it. Um, hopefully that's better now because he's practicing in full. But uh, yeah, another game on another game on turf. You're at home, man. You're at home. I wonder if I think the Bears fans travel well. I actually expect this will be one of those games where the the haters about the Vegas stadium is like, oh, it's always going to be the other team's fans dominating. And I'm be like, well, let's see. The Bears are definitely one of those teams that have fans around the world. I know a bunch of Bears fans. I'm in I'm in the Bay Area. I know a bunch of Bears fans. So let's move on to John Gruden. Let's move on to John Gruden. Wild, wild things happened today with uh, on the John Gruden front. Um, everybody knows me. I'm not a big fan of the guy. I don't, you know, I, I like some things he does on offense, but I'm not the. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. And now something happened to him today. Um, somebody brought up. Uh, so we brought up an email from the past. And now the way this email, from, from my understanding, the way this email came to light was the Washington football team is under investigation for, I, I don't know if it's sexual harassment, some of the stuff that was happening uh, in the front office. And there was an email to Bruce Allen in 2011 from John Gruden. And uh, he said something about uh, DeMora Smith, who was the NFL uh, Player Association uh, president. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not great. He commented on the size of, uh, um, he called him dumb Boris Smith, Demoris Smith, like dumb. That part's funny. Okay. Let's, let's admit there. He says he has the lips of the size of Michelin tires. That's not, you shouldn't be saying that black guys. You shouldn't be saying that about lips and stuff like that. It's a thing. It's look, whatever. So he wrote it in a private email to, uh, to Bruce Allen and it's being it, this was leaked by the Wall Street Journal. This is in 2011. We all know John Gruden was not a head NFL head coach. And I don't know if he was necessarily planning on being an NFL coach again. You don't know this. And he was talking to his old friend and yeah, he made, made an off color joke. Now, everybody wants to know about this one. What's going to happen to John Gruden? Uh, here's my prediction. He's not getting fired. I, it would be insane to fire a guy for something he did 
when he wasn't even employed by the NFL. He was employed by ESPN, not the NFL. Um, I think that's how that works. It would be insane. Now, you have the contract, right? He has six more years on the contract. You really think Mark Davis is going to pull the plug right now? I don't even think Mark Davis is going to pull the plug on anything. I think John Gruden could go shoot somebody at Caesar's Palace, and Mark Davis is like, oh, John, what are you doing, man? You know, you, you, you then you'd be like, oh, John, stop, please. You're making this real tough. But what I expect to happen, I expect like a big, a heavy fine, a heavy fine. It's going to be make an example out of him type fine. And then I expect him to do some very kind of performative charity work, right? You're going to see John Gruden going to, uh, uh, you know, very diverse children's association, you know, thing and giving an, I think he's going to take like an anti-racism class. He's going to do all that stuff, right? All that stuff, because that's kind of what you have to do nowadays when you, when you say something a long time ago. And uh, I am not a big cancel culture guy. I think it's, I think it's kind of bullshit. I think that's not a good thing you should be saying, but that was a private email to his friend and it was obtained investigating something that had nothing to do with John Gruden. So, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Now, what does this mean for the team? What does this mean for the team? Did John Gruden lose the team? Everybody's bringing up it as example, as an example. I've seen a couple of people in the chat right here. Shout out to everybody watching right now. Rock Vegas, hit the subscribe button if you don't already. Um, this is RC Sports, sports podcast. Uh, I'm always doing a lot of sports content. But what does this mean for the team? Is this like, Washington football team, Sunday night football, Raiders getting boat raced by a, uh, I don't know what to call them. They were the Redskins at the time. So, uh, you know, they were getting, getting crushed, getting crushed that game. Raiders had started 2-0 and Jack Del Rio had lost the team. I don't know if Gruden lost the team. And I'm going to say something. Some people might not like this. I don't know how much the team cares. I think there's going to be a couple players that do. There might be a couple players that do. They'll be like, go to co- be like, hey, coach, like, what are you talking about? Is this how you talk about us behind, you know, in your emails to Mike Mayock, like such and such? No, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a thing. Now, what Gruden does need to do is he needs to address the team and he needs to talk about it before that happens. And he needs to say, hey, look, guys, I'm all. If you want to ask me any questions about, it, I'll be an open book. Um, he shouldn't spin it off, right? He shouldn't have to spin it off to his team, but he should be telling them, like, look, if you guys have questions, come hit me up. Because I think this is a good locker room. Like, this team fights, man. Like, this team fights. They play hard. You could not be 3-1 and one right now if the Raiders didn't play hard. They've had to play five quarters of football in two of the games out of the year. And they've looked like the better team in the second half in most of the games. I think this team does. I don't think this one thing is going to lose that locker room. I don't think that's the case. Well, we don't have to worry about the offensive line stopping blocking for Derek Carr like in 2017, like everyone says, because they, they don't block from now anyways. So, <laughs> it's uh, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about that aspect of it because I remember that was the, the biggest thing in 2017 that happened. But um, I have a hard time believing that this is going to be that. Here's what the, the aftermath of this is going to be. 
it's the NFL, the, all the, everybody knows the guys I'm talking about in the NFL where everything you got to insert your politics into every NFL take. Like that seems to be the, uh, the criteria for covering the NFL now is, Oh, da, 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 that's my politics. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh man. Mac Jones threw an interception. Oh, he must like, uh, raisins in his potato salad and stuff like that. Oh man. White people be throwing interceptions. Like, you know how the NFL uh, people cover that shit now. Like it's kind of performative and funny, but that's that's the way it is. You turn on ESPN and everything's about like, wow, this player's politics suck. Like they should cut him. You know, like that's always what it is. That's it's gonna make its run. It's gonna be an annoying couple of weeks for the Raiders. Annoying. Everybody's gonna be like, how could you employ this racist guy who hasn't watched NFL in 20 years? Is gonna be crying for NFL teams to fire somebody. You're gonna be seeing that a lot. Now. Also, you're going to see is when the Raiders have a loss, a tough loss, they're going to be like, wow, maybe if your head coach, you know, da, 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 they're going to bring up the screenshot of the quote and all that stuff. They're going to be using it against John Gruden. Raider fans do it to other teams whenever they have you know, with Tyreek Hill breaking his son's arm. It's going to be like that situation. Right. But it's Tyreek Hill still allowed to play football. Tyreek Hill still still allowed to do what he does. Ben Roethlisberger had a very interesting part, part of his career. Every time Ben Roethlisberger throws an interception, that shit gets brought up too. It is what it is. That's going to stick to Gruden, but I don't. I don't think he lost the team. I, I really don't. We're going to see. I mean, look. If they, how are we going to know if he lost the team? They come out flat every game. So if they come out flat against the Bears, is it because he lost the team, or is it just the fifth straight slow start? So I don't know. I don't think so. I think this team's fine. I don't everybody will be scouring Twitter asking the players what's going to happen. I think the the media is going to be asking players, hey, what'd you think of what coach said? What do you get? What'd you think? The players are going to be put on the spot to ask about it. That's just the way the NFL media works nowadays. And they're going to answer the question. And and um things these things like this move fast in the NFL. And I haven't seen players asking to be traded and stuff like that. I think you'd be surprised at the actual talk that goes on in locker rooms in the NFL, as opposed to what players say on Twitter and stuff like that. I think you'd be surprised. At the way coaches talk with each other, the way players talk with each other, things they might say about women, things that the jokes they might make to each other. Um, and I just think it's funny Raider fans uh, getting all up and crazy about it. Like, oh, my God, how could John say something like this? And, yeah, it's not a great it's not a great quote. It's not a great quote. Well, I, I've been in DM threads with some of these people where I'm like, OK, I if I screenshotted this, like, what would that look like? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I have sympathy on the guy. I'm not a fan of John Gruden. I'm not a big John Gruden fan. I've learned to live with John Gruden because I have to. This is my team. And he's gonna be the he's gonna be in charge of this team for a long time, for most of the 2020s. Is what it is. But I, I have a tough time being like, yeah, can this guy. We gotta can this guy because of this. That just is what it is. I don't expect this locker room to get worse. These players aren't gonna intentionally put bad tape out there and fuck up their contracts potential free agency uh deals that they might get just because they didn't like something their coach said in 2011 now if their coach was saying something like if he said something about henry ruggs in an email right now i think that's a lot different i think that's a lot different if that got leaked something about alex leatherwood something about clue furl something about damon arnett right if that happens yeah, I think we have a different story, but I don't think these players are going to be um, – because I don't even think Demora Smith is even the player's rep anymore, right? Like, let me uh, look that up. Let me see if he's still the player. I don't I don't think he is. 
Um, yeah, actually, he's just going to be stepping down soon. Actually, it's a couple of days ago. Okay, so he's going to be stepping down for a little bit. So some of these players do know. Maybe some of these players uh, like him a lot. He's an NFLPA guy. So maybe maybe there might be something there. But I don't know, man. Hey, guys, don't fight too hard for John Gruden on the Internet. Certain fans are going to use that against you. We would do the same to them. It is what it is. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, if you got any questions, I'm, I'm probably going to wrap up soon. But if you guys have any questions, uh, drop it in the comments right now. Um, I think I got to everything that I wanted to get to today. Uh, I just want to beat the damn Bears. Beat the Bears. If you're 4-1, and one, we're in good shape. We're in good shape if you beat the Bears. Then you got the Broncos. That's just going to be a, just a good old divi- good old low-scoring Broncos Raider game that we all are accustomed to. You know, Then you got that. They got some winnable games coming up, and they need to win them. Okay, that's what they didn't do last year. Is they didn't beat the people they were supposed to beat. Um, after had some big wins early and didn't beat who they were supposed to beat. But let's let's build ourselves like a nice you know buffer and the in and and get the get the train rolling. This is a good opponent to have this week. I can't think of a better team to try to bounce back against. But they need to do it. They need to do it. That's all I'll say. So. I think uh, I think that's going to be it for me, guys. Um, this is Rock Vegas. I am uh, Glenn Rockney. Um, Matt Fallon was going to join me today. He didn't get off work in time. That's okay. He'll be he'll be back. Maybe we'll get him to be uh, shit faced off of like a, a white claw and a half, white girl wasted. Uh, maybe a reaction. Um, hopefully after a Raiders win, I go live. I go live if they win. I go live right away. If not, usually the next day. <laughs> maybe well since tomorrow's a one one o'clock game. Maybe I'll do one that night if they if they lose. But usually I'll go live right after the game. Um, be a fun, hopefully a fun time to have some beers together, talk Raiders. You know, just beating the crap out of the out of the uh, out of the Bears at home. Let's just hope that happens. I think winning cures all. That's one thing we need to worry about football. You're gonna be worried about all this Gruden stuff. You know what? You know where the Gruden thing comes into question is if they lose these next two games. Even if they don't lose the locker room, if you lose these next two games. Yeah, the media can just say he lost the locker room. It doesn't matter if he did or not. But you've lost three straight at that point. Winning cures all. Just win, baby. Rock Vegas NFL podcast for the Raiders. Um, I just did an episode of RC Sports um, where I talk about the entire league. I'm going to be doing that probably every other week. Last episode just dropped. I noticed some of you ain't checked it out yet. Uh, Please give that a go if you want pretty good talk on the rest of the league um and yeah thanks for everybody for supporting and uh let's get this win boys let's get this win all right guys everybody have a safe night talk to you guys on sunday